And now, a word from our sponsors. Need a catch-up session on what you missed last week? Now you're listening to ArchD Radio, the podcast mix. RHD on the Life FM. Michaela Howard Jones joining you today, this evening, and I'm joined so happily by the lovely James Meston. We're back. We are back. We're both back. I mean, if you've been listening to us, you'll be like, you guys have been here the whole time. What are you I talking know, about? It's because we, we did something a little bit devious yeah, in recording shows before we left. <laughs> it was actually really funny the last week before we went on leave. I actually recorded four shows in one week. <laughs> so it sounds like, in actual fact, it sounds like, you know, every week we got a different um, co presenter in because we had like Talia Sully and Maddie Kelly and a few other people involved. And um, uh, in actual fact, what it looked like was going, okay, great to have you here. Now um, you're going to have to go now because we've got another guest coming in in like 10 minutes. <laughs> Good to, to see a, you, bye. To do a whole nother fresh show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure by the end of the week on that fourth show, which would have been last week's, so you'd have been like, it's James here on yeah. HD. Well, I tell you totally what, it was exhausted. really interesting because um, it had actually been so long because we've just been, that whole term, we've been so flat out doing school podcasts. I had actually kind of gotten out of practice yeah. doing a radio show and I was like, oh, because you do have that kind of muscle memory that you yeah, really totally. do rely on when yeah. you go, you know, um, to, to try to make it sound like you've you've got, you, you never run out of things to talk about. Well, that's yeah. your face. In real life, yeah, you do yeah, run out of things to talk about. That. It's not quite like riding a bike, radio and podcasting. No, hey. no, you yeah. do have to keep riding that bike. <laughs> you do. Um, so I love that as well that you've mentioned that we've been uh, over the last couple of weeks highlighting some amazing people in youth ministry Yes. Um, who are doing some really incredible work. And James, today we're doing the exact same thing. And our lovely guest for today, who's doing amazing work in youth oh, ministry, could it possibly be? is oh. you. Oh. Oh. I'd <laughs> so, like to thank the Academy. Yeah. <laughs> we have to get the Prop RHD Award out. Exactly. That's Which, why we've we got actually it. do have one. Yeah, um, yeah. No, so I'm super excited. We're going to get into all of that in just a moment. But of course, today we've got some awesome music coming up as well, including some stuff from Toby Mac, a throwback this week from Bass. How is that how you say it? Bastille. Bastille. That's how long it's been since where we were, played this song. Where were you eating chocolate croissants on? <laughs> Did you used to do that on Bastille Day in primary school? No. Is that the thing? In primary school, we used to do that. It used to be. Really? What well, the primary school I went to was like, it had one language and that was French. And, I see. Um, and yeah, so Bastille Day was mm. inverted commas celebrated by us eating chocolate croissants. It was the very first uh. time I ever had one and it was like. Oh my. Oh, it blows oh your mind. Oh my. Doesn't it? I, I and couldn't. Croissant. I don't think I'd even had a croissant before. Oh, really? So it was all that of that at once. Pastry I, know, and chocolate. I know. I know. I bet your little nine year old head just exploded it did, with joy. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and now. To start off today, I want to ask you something that I, I've actually never heard this story, which is crazy. Oh. In all of the time that we've worked together okay. and known each other. Um, how did your faith journey begin? We've never talked about this before. Well, I mean, that, that's really interesting because I started working um, at Catholic Ed. Um, I came in originally as a kind of like a temp. Yeah. An office temp was yeah. where it all began. And, and when just I for st- some perspective as well, you started working around my first birthday here <laughs> at Catholic Education. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Um, Thanks for bringing that up. No, you're welcome. No, I don't think it would have been about your first birthday. I think it might have been closer to your second or third. But oh, let's, okay. Let's, well, that's much better. You, you totally were, different. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you weren't exactly, you know, doing SACE or anything. No. Oh, no, you could have been a really accelerated learner. I don't know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, so it, as, as I started, and I'd had no background or grounding in um, um, being Catholic at all. Like that was never anything that was on my radar at all. Um, I'd, I'd grown up going to um, Anglican church um, with my family when I was young, but I'd never really kind of gotten into it. I'd never really engaged in it. Um, and it turns out later, as I found out, um, I was a little bit of a hoax in uh, Anglican church as well because I was baptised when I was a baby. And later on when I, I did the um, the RCIA, which is kind of like the adult Catholic conversion course uh, or the mature age adult conversion or whatever, like when you're not doing it at the normal time, I yes. guess, confirmation at the normal time, um, I, I needed to get my mum to find my original um, baptism certificate. Oh, yeah. Um, and I said, Mum, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this and, uh, you know, I feel, you know, real calling to this. Um, can I please have my um, baptism certificate? Because they need it. I don't know if they invalidate it or something. <laughs> I don't know what they do. They've got a red stamp it. That's what they've got to do. <laughs> Expired. Expired. <laughs> Revoked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like getting too many demerit points yeah. on your licence or something. I don't know. But like... <laughs> When did the flight come? I don't, I don't know. I, did, I've, I haven't paid it. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. But mum um, goes, this is hysterical because she goes, she rings me back and she goes, James, I think you better sit down. I went, great. Well ahead of you, already sitting down. And then she goes, you were not actually baptised as an Anglican. Oh. I was like, oh. Oh. Really? What was I baptised yeah. then? She goes, you were baptised as a Methodist. Oh. I said, Mum, how do these things happen? Yeah. <laughs> Did you go to the wrong church on the day I, and I, just I, rolled And I can't – no, no. Apparently the um, at the time when I was growing up in Queensland in the 19th – I guess I should say I should fray, frame this. Please don't anyone jump to the wrong conclusions, <laughs> but I grew up in Brisbane in the 1970s. Oh, yeah. Um, a very different time. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, everything was in sepia. <laughs> Funk music is always playing very quietly in the background. Exactly, even at my baptism, yeah. which is wild. <laughs> and the priest comes in, he's got an afro. <laughs> <laughs> and flares <laughs> and white platform oh, disco shoes. Yeah. Uh, no, but he uh, and it, he would come to people's houses and stuff and do baptisms there. You know, oh. he was like on call. Gotcha. Um, and uh, he'd come along. And I think that what my mum said at the time was said that he was a a really respected member of the local community. And I, I, I didn't quite understand that idea because that's almost like someone saying that now. Yeah. It's like someone saying, oh, you know, so-and-so's come over. They're a really respected local member of the community. Yeah. And you go, what, what is this? What does that even mean? I don't even know what that yeah. means. But apparently at the time, no, that's what he was. And um, and so, yeah, I was uh, uh, baptised as a Methodist. Mm. So um, I should have, I guess, been going to a Methodist church when I was right. young. But, I mean, it never really resonated. And I never really – when you talk about faith journey, I guess, the actual legitimate faith journey started when I started – started working at Catholic Ed because, um, you know, at the time not being particularly like religious, whatever that term means, I um, didn't, you know, I was still very social justice aware. Like I was still very, yeah. I was very, you know, I found that the, those kind of issues were really, really important 
and I remember having these conversations with people I was working with at the time and I'd say, you know, this has happened and this detention centre's open and isn't this terrible and, you know, you know, what can you do? Like, how can you change things? How can you do this? And I remember this one lady, Annette Jarrett, who's since retired, um, uh, said, well, you know, I mean, we go up to the detention centre and we, um, uh, you know, we, we work out a way that we can get some of the refugees' uh, uh, families um, um, released on like a weekend visa thing, whatever, release. And we bring them down to Adelaide and we, we put them up and we take them to a footy game and we, you know, do stuff with the kids and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. So at the very least, they've got a little bit of experience of happiness and normality. Mm. And she said it in such a way that it was not a thing. You know, like, and I said, I was literally blown away. I thought yeah. I felt so tiny at that moment. Like I was doing nothing mm. to make any difference in the world at all. And uh, I said, why do you do that? Like, that's all I could think of to say. And she said, well, you know, this is kind of, that's the deal when you're a Catholic. You do that sort of thing. That's what you kind of, that's what, that's what you do. And it really made me stop and think, hang on, I'm not really um, – there's something bigger at play here that I can't really understand. And I think that if any experience really got me started down the road and, and then, you know, a whole bunch of other things happened and I just became more interested and curious and I started going to masses and I started um, being involved more in the, I guess, the church side of, of things. And it was really through that that I then began doing the RCIA and really felt a sort of like what they say is a conversion of heart and mind. And uh, so that's really where it all began. Yeah, wow. Michaela Howe Jones back here in the studio with James Meston talking all things youth ministry and yes. life and journey and all of those, yeah, you know, yeah, amazing yeah. things. And I'm rolling my arms in such a, you know, it is. beautiful it's such way a, well, of life. I think it's such an all inclusive, yeah, circle of life, yeah. Lion King kind of vibe because I think it's really hard, at, like in youth ministry, to say I'm just, um, I'm doing youth ministry as a job and it's not a part of my life because yeah. it, it, they're all interconnected. It's all one in the same. It's all Exactly. Um, so just before the break, you were telling us a little bit about how your faith journey began. Yep. So your your origin story, if mm. you will. Um, but what I want to know now is, is we know your origin story, but where was it after that? Did you realise that youth ministry was a big part of your life or was, like you've literally just said, had become your life, I uh, guess? Yeah, I mean, I think when um, I got – really involved in um, the part of work. I wasn't working, uh, I didn't have any work to do with youth ministry initially uh, when I was working here at Catholic Ed. I was working in another area. But um, when uh, Mary McKillop all of a sudden had found out that she was um, uh, going to be made a saint and be canonised, uh, I'd had background in doing event management and planning before. So I'd gotten involved with the youth office there to provide some, just some, I guess, some advice or some insights and the actual, just the logistics of, of putting it all together. Um, and uh, it was through working on that, I guess, and trying to find a way, because um, also during that time when I was um, uh, uh, doing my RCIA and, and becoming a Catholic, I became really fascinated by uh, Saint Anthony of Padua. Now, everyone thinks of Saint Anthony as Pad of Saint Anthony of Padua as the the person that you pray to when you lose things. You yes. go, you pray to Saint Anthony, <laughs> and you you find your keys. You know yeah. that's the that's the idea. You know the shoe behind the couch. 
Um, but I was way more interested in another story of St. Anthony of Padua, which oh. I became kind of really, you know, really fixed on. And I went, yes, that to me is is like the most important thing about if you're going to be someone who is going to be a like – uh, not, not a role model, but kind of like a, a, a Catholic who evangelizes at all. And it's that uh, he would, his talent apparently was that he could preach the gospel and preach um, about theology and about um, um, God and the teachings of Jesus so well and so eloquently that he could convince anyone. Mm-hmm. He could speak to anyone and no one would go, oh, you know, whatever, can't be bothered. This sounds like you know, a load of religious hogwash to me. Now, if they'd say, no, they completely get it and they understand. And the story goes that one day he was in a town and was preaching to so many people um, and he literally ran out of people to preach to. They were all filled with the spirit of God. So <laughs> he, he went for a walk <laughs> down to the local pond or the local lake and he started um, preaching by the lakeside and all the fish would gather <gasps> and listen to what he was saying. Right. Wow. So that's the story. But I guess the, the, the metaphor, which I imagine that it is, the, the metaphor is that he could say it in such a way that was so um, eloquent and convincing and so um, um, direct to, to those people um, that it, it's so universal that even the fish yeah. understood. Yeah. Even they got it. So I was really taken with that idea. So when it came to the point of doing the um, all the uh, celebrations and things like that for the Mary MacKillop thing, I thought there's so many young people who are involved in Catholic schools um, who are not engaged in the life of the church, who have never felt uh, that idea that the spirit is present in their lives or that somehow that the scriptures – don't have any rel- they, they they don't have any relevance to them. Mm. So I thought, how can we really uh, develop this event and all of the events around it in a way that brings more people in? Uh, so that they can see the universality of the church and the message, because yeah. it doesn't need to be. There, there are certain things that you need in order to really uh, make sure that an event is a Catholic event. But then there's a whole, there's so much more latitude that you can then use to make it, you know, really engaging and really fun and really spirit filled and 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 really authentic to their own experiences. And that's when I realised at that particular moment. And then it went well. It went really well. Yeah. Like it went really well and um i heard just some amazing things from people i said oh this, this is the new direction that that the the, the church is taking in adelaide for the young people and this is brilliant this is great and so i was thinking at that particular moment i you know i just got a real sense of this is going to be a big part of my life moving yeah. forward and yeah. i was so amped up and so kind of on fire with the idea of doing that that uh yeah and it, and that you know has not changed since then awesome stuff <laughs> Hey, this is Emma. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Morin. That's Tom. That's Riley. And now... This is ArchD. ArchD Radio 1079. Live. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Howard Jones and James Meston joining you here today. Uh, it's getting a little warm in here, isn't it? It's it the is. The only bummer of our studio is the air conditioner. It's too loud, like so we've got to turn engine. it off. Yeah. And I've also had another realisation as Tell well, Michaela Howard Jones. If you, in summer, uh-huh. are wearing a T-shirt and shorts that match too well, it looks like you've got it in your pyjamas. <laughs> oh, you've already thought that. Oh, no. 
I did question when I first saw you this morning if you might have been wearing really cool Zoo York pyjamas. Um, Do Zoo York make pyjamas? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know, but that's how convinced I was. <laughs> um. <laughs> it just looks literally like I've climbed yeah, out of bed, totally. put my... Uh, put my socks and shoes on and just literally sorted down yeah. and gone. You don't have any meetings today though, right? You'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> right right now, like the phone's going to ring and like yeah. one of the directors is going to be like... The Archbishop is coming. The Archbishop is coming. I'm like, oh no. Oh, no. Thank goodness I'm wearing my best pyjamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, the arch dear. is cool. He'd get it. Oh, he he'd would. be he'd, he'd be envious. Uh, what I want to what I want to talk about right now, though, James, is uh, we've been talking a lot about youth ministry journey, origin story, stories, where it first began. Yeah. But um, what I really want to know is if there was one moment across the entire journey from that you know mm. eighteen years ago to now that was the biggest highlight, the one you remember the most. What would that have been? Um, you know, I, I reckon it comes down to the little things really. And I think that, you know, um, I'm a massive fan of this guy named, this writer is named Simon Sinek and his, his big claim to fame, he started, he had a, a Ted talk that went fully viral and it wasn't even on a big Ted talk. It was one of those little, mm. little ones. And it was really badly recorded at the time because <laughs> it was fairly early on, but he had this whole thing of like, if you start with why you do things, everything else kind of falls into place. Um, and so I always think of like, if, you start with why if my whole motivation like i said before really revolved around that whole idea of saint anthony of padua being able to to make the idea of uh, of um the holy spirit available to people to make them understand that it's there for them and relevant for them um regardless of where they're from or where their background is then that's the why so if i somehow um, I'm a part of that um, with with anyone, then I can say then, yes, that's the reason why I got involved. So even though, you know, um, I've had the good fortune of being involved in such massive things like the all the Mary McKillop stuff, Catholic uh, Australian Catholic Youth Festival, the World Youth Day celebrations that we've had here, uh, and also everything that's happened with RHD, which has been amazing, um, I would say that it would actually be this one moment um, actually, because we're, we're talking about now doing a World Youth Day event here in Adelaide yes, in August. Year. Like we've, We're just starting to talk about that now, which is great because World Youth Day is over in Lisbon and Portugal this year. But we're also going to be having a local celebration for people that can't go, um, which is going to be fa- fabulous. Yeah, so we're super excited. very excited about the, you know, we're talking about music artists and people that we're going to get. With. It's also, we'll tell you more when we've got more <laughs> to tell. Um but we did one in 2019 when World Youth Day was in uh, Panama. Uh, and uh, we did a ArchD uh, live broadcast with Life FM uh, from the grounds of the event, which was at Sacred Heart College. And we had food trucks and climbing walls and, and all of that stuff. And I was saying before that Luke uh, Wormold, <laughs> yeah. former, uh, former captain, uh, he, former yeah. captain. he was year 12 and you were in year 11, yeah, wasn't he? He was my first school captain when I was at Sacred gotcha. Heart. So uh, he, um, he went and was one of the announcers and took one of the wireless mics and went up the climbing wall <laughs> with it. And so everyone Luke. just thought he was so amazing. He's <laughs> oh, like, God, yeah. I'm going up it. I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. Oh, it's so high. It's so, you know, yeah. they're doing all of that though. All those stuff that only Luke can really do so well. You can imagine him doing it. Um, But one of the uh, other announcers who was there was a former um, uh, school student who'd done amazing things and uh, came to the event. They'd gone to Catholic school all through their entire lives, Mm. like from reception to year 12. 
and uh, they were came to the event. They did some announcing, and then also came to look around the whole thing. And my whole vision for that event, and uh, Peter Beer and I worked really hard on on creating this. Um, we wanted to make this for everyone. We wanted to make sure that everyone got a real sense of the breadth of what the Catholic Church could be, and that everyone had a place within it. Yep. And that was really important. Um, and one of those announcers came up to me at the end of the day, it was such a big day, you know, exhausted. And she said to me, um, you know, I've realised today for the very first time in my life that there is actually a place in this church for me. Like really authentically feel that place. And it really struck me. Well, first I was really surprised that they had gone through school and and somehow – you know, because I'm not saying that you know that the that the RE work and the formation work that's being done in Catholic schools isn't great because it is great. Yeah. You know, and it, it is such a priority. You know, we see that when we go into schools, like it's such a focus that they really want to make sure that that happens as much as possible. But for some reason, she had fallen through the cracks, or somehow things hadn't resonated with her. She might have just been mm. busy with study or other things. I don't know, but somehow we had created a space in which she felt that all of a sudden she was included. You talk about that, that's a highlight. That's the highlight because that ultimately is all I've ever really wanted to see happen. So that was wonderful. That's such a cool moment as well because to catch, I mean, we talk a lot here about people, your young people are their most engaged when they are in schools, when they are in Catholic schools. Mm. And the the issue then comes when they graduate and go out into the world is that what is there to catch them when they leave? That's right, yeah. Um, and often the answer is not much. And yeah. how do we do that more? So what a cool moment to be able to go, wow, I've just, there's this person who's just left who otherwise, if it weren't for this exact moment, this exact day right here, maybe never would have circled back yeah, to catch yeah. her just as she leaves. I mean, and that's the thing, like, you know, you know, the spirit works in very strange and mysterious ways and you can never really predict when someone's going to have a moment of, like, like for me, I, I could never have predicted that the moments would come when they came. Um, but for um, to actually be there and be a part of that experience, you feel that you're being present, you're, you're present um, and witnessing uh, a moment of the spirit at work. And mm-hmm. that's really, really special. Yeah. Like that's really special. So that's been, yeah, my highlight for sure. Uh, so, James, right now it is that time in the show. We're going to get into the gospel reflection. And this Sunday's gospel is from Matthew 4, 12 to 23. Um, and this one this week actually has got me on this train of thought mm. um, that sort of led me to want to ask you, tell me about a time when you have been drawn like wholeheartedly to a purpose or an issue. Okay. Um, I would say that it would probably be after we did, I talked a little bit earlier about all of the stuff that that we did around the Mary McKillop canonization and really trying to get young people involved in that. Um, after we finished that and that was all done and it was my first opportunity to see youth ministry really up close mm. and see it really resonate and really work really well, um, we finished um, – oh, that plane seemed a little close, didn't it? Um, <laughs> Should we check? Let's hope it doesn't go through yeah. the roof. Um, no, it seems to be God. I think, I think we got <laughs> away with it. We clear. got away with it this time. This is when you, when you work in Thurber, yeah. a bit of downside. Well, as long as we don't feel a breeze once it goes, once it goes over. We're yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. It doesn't, the windows don't rattle. Um, uh, after that, um, 
experience was over and done, I really felt that um, that there was something more that needed to happen. And I couldn't see that there was really much going on around the place that kind of matched what I thought was a great way forward. Mm. Um, um, in the same way that it was kind of like trying to, to reach people who weren't church engaged. Most of the youth ministry stuff that seems to happen seems to always be for people who are already kind of involved in the life of the church already, yeah. which is important and perfect and great. But, um, you know, it I don't know. It I leaves just, a hole in the market. It does. And for yeah. me, I just feel that there's, you know, there's more to be done and yeah. there's, there's, there's more people to speak to and more people to reach. So after that all happened, I really stopped and thought, you know, what would be a really great way to involve young people in something that's not going to require all the setup and all the work from the ground up the same way it is? And at that stage, this is all pre-podcasting, and I thought, you know, young people do love to listen to the radio. That is mm. something that, that happens. So that's what the kids were doing that's 12 what years the ago. kids were doing. <laughs> yeah. 12 years ago, it was really, it was really hot to do that. Um, uh, and so I um, – approached I, I knew some people who were involved in life of him already so that was really good so I, I had this idea I thought well if we were able to provide a radio show and we let young people design it so that we're not delivering a radio show that feels um, uh, outside of what they want because I don't know like yeah. I was already out of the age demographic so I, I didn't know that that was the sort of thing that people would would want I couldn't have guessed so we, we, we brought together a group of, of young people who were sort of in that age bracket, about 17 to 20 years old at the time, and said, um, if you were to make your own radio show, not for like a project or what you think um, um, sort of like older people might appreciate, you know, because young people of that age, they're so used to like submitting assignments for teachers and lecturers. And they, yeah. there's a pleasing aspect to that of going, look at me, I'm doing the thing, like go, what would be the thing you would listen to? Mm -hmm. And what would the thing, if you were involved in it, what would be your, um, what would you share with people? And yeah. say, look at what, what I made, isn't this great? Yeah, exactly. And so it turned out that what they would really love was they want what RHD invariably ended up becoming, yeah. which was a show that featured the latest music, blah, 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 yeah. and, and, and all the stuff. That you, yeah, yeah, all the stuff. You've heard the intro. <laughs> it hasn't changed in yeah. the entire 12 years. That was the very, the, on show number one, that was the first thing that people heard. Yeah. Um, and uh, that they wanted that kind of more current hot hits kind of um, stuff with current um, Christian music as well um, and talking and chatting as if we were on like a normal sort of like commercial FM radio station yeah. but we're talking about deeper more um, personal issues to do with yeah. faith church and, and life and stuff um, and that was where it all kind of came to and I was driven totally driven as soon as it sort of started to happen and I started to see the reaction that people were having to it uh, I just became completely focused wholeheartedly on that and I really feel and now especially um, seeing where everything's gone and yeah. now we do all of our podcasting courses in in schools and and uh, we're still here mm. like and that's I mean a radio show that goes for 12 years is a huge achievement in yeah. itself that and you know the audience is built over time and more people are involved and now we're sort of changing it again so that there's there's we're, we're now featuring youth ministry guests each week now which is really exciting we've been talking about yeah. this i know for the last 12 months really wanting to do that so in some ways it feels like we've only really just kind of started and that's so exciting to me I, i'm so gratified by that yeah and now 
Um, James, thank you so much for joining us here. That's about all that we have time for. Um, and obviously you're here literally every week for the most part, but mm. um, crazy that half of the stuff that you've talked about, I mean, how long have we known each other now going on? Ages, like, years. Uh, years yeah, now. Yeah. And I didn't even know half of that. So oh, there you go. Thank you so much for well, sharing I'm really looking, like, Later on down the road, we've got to do this and flip we'll do it. We'll flip it and, we'll, and, and we'll, invert it. Yeah. yeah. And maybe you'll learn some things. <sighs> Who knows? I have secrets. <laughs> it that's, means that to sound as that, ominous exactly as does, yeah. that, does that sound like good a ones, threat good I don't ones know. no good, 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 <laughs> good secrets good secrets don't yeah. stress everyone alright we are here every week with a brand new podcast version of the RHD show you can check out all of our other podcasts including the latest school life content on our website archdradio.com and you can find us on social media at RHD Radio for heaps of behind the scenes stuff or you can catch the show when it airs on Life FM every Wednesday nights from 9, every Saturday nights from 10. And we will see you again very, very soon. Bye.